What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It is Thursday. I want to say it's March 23rd. Pretty sure that's right. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5. I'm Dan Rubin. Yes, it's Thursday. We've got Mark Porter and Bill Curlick back. Talk about a recruiting extravaganza. Big visit weekend coming up. But of course, we start at the top. Bill, I'm trying to figure out the last time an Ohio State top target in state went elsewhere this early in the process, that being Jordan Marshall, the running back out of Moeller. Not only that, he committed to Michigan. When I saw that, choose your kick in the body part response. Very surprised. Bill, what happened? Well, I think a number of factors are involved. It was, you know, when you look at his recruitment, and I, I really have a, I've had a great and still have a great relationship with Jordan. Um, matter of fact, when um, he scheduled all of his visits, his unofficial visits for the spring, his official visits for the spring, uh, he gave me a call, and um, we went over all of them. He told me where he was going, the dates, uh, some background information, like, um, for instance, he was going to go to Ohio State April 7th, and he went ahead and scheduled that. But also that Brian Hartline and the high State staff wanted him to come in for Student Appreciation Day April 1. So he went ahead and scheduled that as well. So he had two visits to Ohio State scheduled for April. Uh, he had Michigan, Tennessee, Wisconsin. Uh, then he also scheduled official visits to all the schools. Um, uh, but the bottom line was it was always going to be an Ohio State-Michigan battle with Tennessee, the dark horse, and a pretty pretty far back dark horse, in my opinion. Um, but he went to Michigan last weekend. Uh, that visit really, they... They pulled out the red car, pulled out all the stops, did everything, and um, convinced him that that was the place for him to be. Um, you know, I think when you look at it, I think there's a number of factors. You know, Mike Hart recruiting him did a great job, and their other guy in Ohio that's, that's recruiting Ohio. Um, obviously, you know, they pulled out all the stops last weekend. And then I think when you look at things – Right now, if you're a wide receiver or a quarterback, you know, who are you going to choose, Ohio State or Michigan? I think that's a no-brainer. Ohio State's getting all of the wide receivers. They're getting the top quarterbacks. It's not They're not going to Michigan. Um, now, that might change. Who knows? You know, Jaden Davis is, is 
you know, looks like a pretty strong Michigan lean. But uh, generally speaking, you know, the wide receivers, the quarterbacks across the country are Ohio State bound, not Michigan. But you look at what Michigan's doing at the running back position, and that helps them there. Uh, Blake Corum this year and the success that they're having running the ball. And I think that Jordan Marshall looked at all of those factors. He looked at um, uh, Michigan being a school that had been at the top of this for some time and what happened with his visit there. And he went ahead and decided that's where he wanted to go. All right. I'm going to have both of you respond to this. Do you think this is a one-off or a, I mean, listen, he's from Cincinnati the state of Cincinnati, as it's called it sometimes. We've lost recruits, you know, uh, out of there. The offensive lineman who went to Notre Dame from Elder escapes my name. First name, Tommy. The year we lost Eichenberg's brother, too. But those were those felt like separate uh, one-offs. Does this feel like a one-off to you, Mark? Or is this a sign that Michigan has crossed the border? And it's taking hostages. Uh, when you said you heard Jordan Marshall committed, it was like some sort of gut punch. When I heard it, it, it made me think of the Rocky movie when, you know, he hit Drago. And it's like the Russians cut, but Ohio State's the one who's cut. Uh, we've never really lost the guy that Ohio State has offered to Michigan. That's been the chant. Well, you lose the Michigan two times, and this may be the first thing that it cost you in the recruiting trail because it hasn't cost you to this point you lost to him last year you got everybody you wanted this year uh oh there's some blood okay um if we rewind one year ago at this time we're talking about ben roebuck and luke hamilton as two of the best offensive linemen in 2024 and we're we're watching them through the under armor camp and summer camps waiting for them to have the ohio state offer and now they're at michigan and I love the kid out of St. Xavier, Ted Hammond. Uh, he plays defensive, and he plays defensive tackle. He's one of my highest-rated prospects. And Michigan landed him. Um, you know, one of four of those guys had the Ohio State offer, but those other three are right there. They're as good as Ohio gets. It's that same story. If you go back 10, 15 years, Michigan State was getting the best next available. Kentucky is taking the best. You know, it's always who can get the next rung right underneath Ohio State and have some success. This feels like that. And, yeah, one more prick like Jordan Marshall. And maybe it's an out-of-state kid. The, the in-state kid is what really hurts. Maybe there's an out-of-state kid they steal. Uh, yeah, but Michigan's – and if you go back to podcasts, you know, months ago, I think I was saying Michigan's really excited. They think they're going to get Bryce West. You know, they, they really are riding high on what they've accomplished by beating Ohio State. They're beating their chest to it on these visits. They're going above and beyond with these Ohio kids more than they have in the past. You know, so this this is a, a shot across the bow. This is the Russians cut type stuff. I don't, you know, but we'll be okay. You know, we, we say this on every podcast when we lose the Royolas or whoever – there's other great players. That's not the only five star and, and Ohio state's the place that will find them and develop them. Uh, but yeah, this, this isn't familiar territory. Now Dan, yes. Dan, I think uh, uh, something that's going to be really interesting to watch over the next two, three, four years is what happens on the offensive line with the Ohio kids, because you've got a group that Ohio state has offered. You've got uh 
Mark Nave, who is a commitment. You've got the Armstrong brothers, Deontay and Devontae, who uh, I have crystal balled, I think are going to end up at Ohio State. Doesn't mean they will for sure, but that's I, I think they will. Um, they're going to be at Ohio State this weekend, by the way. Uh, then you've got the other group, another group of Ohio offensive linemen that Ohio State didn't offer, that being Luke Hamilton and um, um, Robux. And, Robux Robux. and uh, the kid at Satterwhite. William Satterwhite at Atlanta. You know, watching what happens with those guys, let's say that, that uh, uh, the Armstrongs and, of course, they've already committed. They end up at Ohio State, and then we know Hamilton and Roebuck are going to Michigan. And let's see what happens in the next few years. It's going to take a couple of two or three, four years to see how these guys turn out. But uh, we'll find out how the evaluations and how the development works out with those five Ohio offensive linemen and what happens because they're going to be – if the Armstrongs pick Ohio State, they're going to be at Ohio State and Michigan, and they're going to be playing every year on the same field. I think yeah, I mean, I, I, St. Ed's could have Ohio State and uh, Michigan offensive linemen on the same line playing with each other this year, and that makes for a nice rivalry going forward, you know. So there, there are some nice storylines here. Yeah, definitely will be interesting, Bill, because – the offensive lineman you mentioned, I don't think there was a majority on either side um, that we've heard over who did better. Um, there's some people who like Roebuck and there's some people who like the Armstrong brothers. So that would be really interesting. I do, th- I do think this amps up the recruitment though of Bryce West and Aaron Scott in that if Michigan did get Brian- Bryce West, did I say Brian West? Makes no sense. Bryce West, in addition to Jordan Marshall, then I think you're going to have some sky is falling vibes. Um, so let's hope they redouble their efforts there. What are your feelings on those two recruitments, Bill, uh, up to the speed? Well, I still have both um, Bryce West and Aaron Scott crystal ball to Ohio State. But, you know, again, they're, they're uh, considering both. Both are considering Michigan. Uh, both have been to Michigan. Aaron Scott uh, was recently at Michigan. And, um, you know, it, it, it's still, it's going to be a battle. You know, things could change. Recruiting does change. Uh, right now I'm still going with Ohio State. But, uh, again, it's it's going to be a battle. But back to that Jordan Marshall thing, I want to touch on, Are we? do we think style of offense may have had anything to do with it where – Maybe he wanted to go up there behind that fullback and that offensive line, and they sold him on, you know, we're going to go with a back and just pound you for the 30 carries where, you know, Ohio State's had a pretty good rotation. They got guys coming in and out. You know, I mean, is is that at all part of this? You know, like not just beating Ohio State, but we're a tailback-driven offense. We're, we're, you know, we had one guy and he's out and everyone thinks it's death. We bring in the next guy and he's a star. Uh, don't you want to be in that lineage? I, I think there's a little percentage of that that probably sold him too. And it, it, it's not a knock on Ohio State or the style of offense they run. It's just, hey, Jim Harbaugh, when he was with the Niners, was pounding Frank Gore behind uh, tight ends, uh, tackles playing tight end and 300-pound uh, nosemen playing fullback. 
Uh, he has a lot to sell with a tailback-oriented style of play, which is often called archaic and made fun of in forums. You know, so but it sells to a kid who likes to hear thirty carries a game, and you're our feature guy. Well, that's that's what I was referring to when I talked with uh, the quarterbacks and receivers. Yeah, yeah, the quarterbacks, receivers, and all that. You know, if you're a wide receiver at Michigan, you're not going to get all the uh, uh, targets that Marvin Harrison Jr. is getting. Uh, and the same thing, you may not get all the carries at Ohio State that Blake Corum's getting if you're running back, possibly. I mean, I guess they could also lament the development of Travion Henderson, who was better one year than he was the next. I mean, keep in mind in recruiting, you are skewing the view as hard as you can to your uh, format. So even if that's not completely accurate. Uh, I think boy, boy is that a is that a great way of saying that you're skewing the last three months to mean the world, you know? Right. Like, yep, they couldn't develop, they couldn't develop him, and he got hurt. That's what happens. I'll be tailback that goes there from now on. You're going to get hurt and not developed. So, if you want to go to Ohio State, that's your new banner. Yeah, and don't 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 minimize that hurt part of it. If Travion Henderson's I, healthy last season, it's a different story. Yeah. And Mayan Williams, even, you know, Ohio State had a lot of injuries at running back, and that contributed to how, I mean, in the, against Georgia, they're playing Xavier Johnson at running back. Um, <laughs> injuries had a lot to do with this as well. And, that, and I'd be the first one to say that means nothing, but it, Dan just nailed it so succinctly with, yeah, in this recruiting world, they're going to spin that to no end, you know, for, yeah, for whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, reality is irrelevant when you're talking in a recruiting meeting room. Yeah. And that's across the board, by the way. In yeah. every sport in college, um, I had a very important conversation, at least personally, about this recently. And it's amazing how many people go to college and are unhappy with their sporting setup. Uh, I don't know what it is. Football is actually not as bad as basketball. But I think it's just – and this is getting worse, and this is probably a topic for another show, but these guys are getting so much publicity now that's even generated from the social media that no one wants to go be a role player anymore. Everyone wants to be the star. Of their, everyone's the star of their high school team that's getting considered for these types of spots. And truth be told, most guys who matriculate to college athletically were tremendous in high school, even at the Division three level. And they don't want to go in there and pass. They want to get the ball. So how many spots can you get the ball? I mean, it's it's a challenge. Now, what Ohio State has going for it, as we piggyback to it, and what just to kind of piggyback on what Bill said, Ohio State can still pitch the NFL better than almost anybody right now. If you look at the highest paid players by position in the league, if things break right for them, they could be up there in almost every position going forward. So I think for the guys coming to Ohio State, in the long run, that will help. But, man, I, the Jordan Marshall one is the first one where I, like you said, I tasted blood. All right. Now, let's get to who they could get at running back to kind of brighten our spirits here. We all know about Sam Williams-Dixon. Is it Dixon Williams or Williams Dixon? Williams Dixon. Him. We know he's got an offer, and we know there are guys younger than him in Ohio who play running back and have an offer. But this weekend is going to be a big one, and there are several guys, at least one, coming who 
have an offer, one of whom Mark has done the breakdown on. So, Bill, if you could let us know, let's open up with a talk about this weekend's running back visitors, if there's any that you think need to be discussed, and then maybe lead into who else is coming this weekend as we know it's going to be a big one. Well, Sam Williams-Dixon will uh, probably be at Ohio State this weekend. Um, you know, I, I uh, have talked about him a lot. I've had him crystal ball, and I, I like him. He's a running back athlete. He's a guy that can also split out. He can play in the slot. Great catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, so uh, he uh, will likely, I think, be at Ohio State this weekend. Uh, Jordan Lyle is actually starting his visit today. It's a three-day visit, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday visit. And uh, he's really excited about this visit, looking forward to it, bringing family along. He's had these plane tickets for a long time. I, I had the news that he was visiting Ohio State a long time ago because he told me, I already have the plane tickets. Uh, then the other one is Dewan Williams from Baltimore, St. Francis. Great uh, football prep football program. He and a bunch of his teammates are visiting Ohio State this weekend. So th th there's three running backs that Ohio State has offered uh, that uh, are going to be in or supposed to be in Columbus this weekend. Mark, we saw Jordan run. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, for those who don't remember, is the high school of the Bosa brothers. And I don't know if it's the top program in Florida, but it's a, it's a routinely hunt pushes out Division I players. Uh, I remember James White of the Patriots is, a, is an alum who went to Wisconsin. So we also know their Madre London, who went to Michigan State from it. So we also know their guys will <laughs> – leave the state of Florida, your thoughts on Lyle, I'll tell you one thing, this guy can fly. Yeah, you nailed it. And, you know, it's, it's funny you say uh, James White was from there because he's got some James White to him. I'm not going to say he's a third down back or whatever, but he's that receiving back that can catch the ball and just go get him in a straight line. And he's winning the races versus the best competition in uh, Florida. He really is a uh, uh, spread back, a zone read back that the Ohio State style back, which, you know, he, he wouldn't be an I style Michigan back. If I was to put him that way, he wouldn't handle that beating between the tackles because he's not as big as some of these uh, between the tackle grinders and pounders. So he's your getting space. Uh, he's going to lose, make a guy miss. He's going to beat man to man coverage and he's going to hit a hole in zone and run like the scolded dog. Yeah, he's a, what I call a seam buster. Um, there you go. In high school, you can see defensive backs line him up uh, on the angle, and he runs through the angle. That's one thing I look at for high school guys that are built on speed is you want to see him knock down angles and run away from, you know, your, your middling types. Um, and, and, and knock down angles against green competition. Um, just to get a little more depth on the running back stuff, Samuel Williams-Dixon – He's knocking down angles left and right, but we question who the who has those angles, you know, based on his schedule. He goes to Pickerington mm -hmm. North, just like St. Thomas Aquinas or Moeller. You don't question the guys taking those angles. When he blows up those angles, you know you're dealing with something special because those are quality kids chasing him. Yeah, as Brass Tax pointed out, St. Thomas Aquinas has been playing good football for quite some time. The great Michael Irvin went there as well, so – They've been getting it done. I believe Irvin's son also came through there and played some tight end somewhere. Anyway, <clears throat> Bill, what do you think of this statement by Jay Bags? P 
Peoples, he's referring to James Peoples out of Texas, is better than Jordan Marshall. The reality is until we prove that on the field, we can run the ball effectively on every down. That team up north will continue to win these recruiting battles. I think we've covered the latter. Do you believe Peoples is a better prospect than Marshall? Both of them are outstanding. And I think, uh, you know, it's what you uh, what you're looking for. Uh, Peoples, I think, is uh, a little bit faster. Uh, uh, Marshall, he breaks tackles and he's a workhorse. You know, uh, they're both great running backs. Uh, you know, if I'm uh, any college, pretty much, I would love that both of them in there. Uh, Peoples is going to be at Ohio State. Again, that's one that I, I had posted on Bucknuts really early for a multi-day visit. And I posted yesterday I, a rundown of like seven outstanding running backs Ohio State could still land. He is at the top of my list. He's got all kinds of family coming with him for that multi-day visit uh, at the end of March, first weekend of April. Um, you know, I don't know that I would necessarily say he's going to commit that weekend. I would, would not rule it out. But he's an outstanding player. I I would I'd love to have either one of them, Peoples or Marshall. And uh, he is really looking forward to that Ohio State visit coming up. Peoples, another Texan with Ohio ties. Um, we've had success with Garrett Wilson and some others. Um, it does seem like people in Ohio move to Texas a lot and are good at football. I suppose maybe it has something to do with the quality of football out there, but. I would imagine James Peoples became a much brighter mark on the radar since Jordan Marshall went elsewhere. Let's take a quick break here and then get some questions from the peanut gallery here, one of which was very interesting. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michael Tefend, who do you gentlemen see as the next great Ohio State defensive end? So I think we all know the lineage. We can start in the recent past with Joseph Bosa, who passed it to Nicholas Bosa, who passed it to Chase Young, who was supposed to pass it to Zach Harrison, who was going to then pass it to Jack Sawyer. And I'm not sure the last few have really risen to the top five in the draft vibe or where Nick and Joey are going to be able to purchase a small island to live on, given their recent contracts. Please give us an answer. Both of you guys, I'd like to hear you weigh in. Who is the next great defensive end? Obviously, is he on the roster? I think he's on the roster right now. JT to Wow. I think he's going to be fantastic this season. That to me, that that's a pretty easy one for me. Mark, 
You know what? I, I think I misread the question. I thought he was asking who the next best Ohio was or next best defenseman from Ohio was. So I went right to my rankings. And of course, Elias Rudolph was, but he's not in Ohio anymore. Uh, Brian Robinson is a big time defensive end, and he might be a Michigan lean right now. And there's obviously, you know, we could talk about him more, but uh, some of these other defensive ends, uh, Dominique Kirks, uh, Villa Angeles, St. Joe's, he might be headed to defensive tackle. Ted Hammond, who's going to Michigan, plays defensive end, but he's probably going inside the defensive tackle. And uh, Juliet Hayes, who's got a dad who or relatives who are NFL coaches at uh, Moeller, he's another defensive end that has a pretty good offer list right now. He'd be the next one in Ohio. So when I read that question, I was thinking, who are the best defensive ends in Ohio? So there's your covering both ends of the spectrum. And, yeah, I've been a JT Timalua fan since we did his high school film. He's a beast. I mean, it, Lucille's Jack Sawyer. Both those guys are going to be fine. Uh, the Curry kid behind him's uh, got sparks to him and flashing. So we'll take all three of them. You know, let, let it let it settle itself on the field. Yeah, I, I State's in pretty good shape at defensive end. You mentioned yeah. Sawyer. And I think that's, a really good player. I think that's why I thought the question was about high school kids from Ohio because I'm like, they're stacked right now. I, maybe he's asking who the next, you know, is he's it in asking, this class? He's asking, like I said, our standards are very high here. He's asking for the next guy, the next werewolf, you know, the next okay. yeah. guaranteed spot guy. Yep. Which, by the way, there's no guarantee you ever get another one of those guys. That's like a, that's the highest commodity in sports right now. I mean, excuse me, in football, the ability to get to the quarterback off the edge, man. Ask Nolan Smith what that'll do for you. The guy went to the combine and made himself about $8 million bucks just by running a 40. So. And that's what I said about Marshawn Lattimore a few weeks ago. We can't compare every high school kid to Bosa and Marshawn Lattimore. It's just, it's not fair to the kid. It's not realistic to reality. And it's not real. It's not fair to our fans. You know, like you can't hype up every kid like that. And then when he doesn't walk in those shoes, it's disappointment. And, you know, I don't want to say I'm sensing that about Sawyer or Tulamula yet. Like we built them up so much that people thought they were going to come in and be Bosa on both sides. And, they should be 12 sacks a piece every year. That may happen, but, it, it, you know, we got to realize there's there's humans out there. They're not these uh, superheroes we make them out to be sometimes. Jay Baggs is getting cranky here. Why haven't any of you mentioned anything about the Hillman kid who committed to Michigan the day or two before Marshall did? Not to mention he, he didn't even get in his visit here just like Marshall did. Bill, take the floor. Well, um when I had the story that uh, Brandon Hillman was going to be visiting Ohio State, and I'm virtually certain uh, we had that story first um, because I talked to Brandon right away uh, when he was uh, getting ready to visit Ohio State and all. And even then I mentioned that Michigan was perceived to be the leader for his services. They offered him, I think, within 10 minutes after he decommitted from Notre Dame. So they were perceived to be the leader for his services. But he told me you know, he was going to make an official visit to Ohio State. That was his plan. Um, he did, though, make the official visit to Michigan first. Um, he made that uh, last weekend. And, you know, again, it went really well. Um, and they were able sometimes – you know, when you get the second or the third or the last visit, you take a little chance of a kid not even getting to your school. 
And um, Hillman decided to make his official visit to Michigan first, and they locked him up on that visit. Again, they rolled out the red carpet, and they got it done on that visit. Um, you know, that's not to say he uh, would have ended up at Ohio State or that he um, was even going to actually make that visit. He had planned, he wanted to make an official visit to Michigan, but he got, or I'm sorry, Ohio State, but he got blown away on that official visit to Michigan and ended up committing there. And they were the favorite, as I mentioned, uh, as soon as he decommitted from Notre Dame, or actually de-signed, so to speak. He actually signed with Notre Dame, and they let him out of his letter of intent, uh, and he ended up at Michigan. We will... Uh... See how that works out. Can't win them all. One I do expect them to win, and we're going to finish with this. Shocker, it's an elite Midwest wide receiver named Mylon Graham out of Indiana. He is the next feature on Buckeye and the Sky, courtesy of our video maven, Mark Porter. Mark, can you tease what you learn about Mylon Graham after getting into the film? Yeah, yeah, Heartline has a style. And, and, Every time I do one of these breakdowns, I feel like I'm watching the same kid. Or he has two styles, the, the 6'2 Marvin Harrison style or the Emeka Buka style, and this other style, this Chris Olave, uh, six foot, 170 pounds, reminds me of throwback guys like Galloway or Terry Glenn, these ultra-smooth, ultra-explosive, unbelievably quick in-and-out-of-break, stop-on-a-dime receivers that he just keeps finding. And they all have the elite speed. They all blow by defenders. They all uh, separate at the end of their routes and separate when they get in the open field. Um, they all run through traffic pretty well. It, it, he really has a done, done a great job of finding the elite receivers in every class, and it's ironic how they all look the same. You know, And as I go back through other receivers, I'm like, Six foot 170 is what Chris Olave was, and that's exactly what Graham was. You know, So it's hard not to – look at those guys through the same lens and no, he's not Chris Olave. He's got a long way to go. His route tree is not as perfect yet, uh, but he's got a coach that knows exactly how to get him to that spot. So yeah, hats off to part line in this receiver. That's, I think that's why he can help out other positions. His, his uh, uh, positions on cruise control. He, he sees what he likes. He knows what he likes and he's got the uh, rapport with these guys to land them. Uh, Dan, before we break break here or wrap up, two things that uh, to highlight. Uh, number one, Jeremiah Smith, Ohio State's five-star wide receiver commitment. He is visiting Florida this weekend. Ohio State, or actually, he's visiting Florida today, uh, or he's supposed to visit Florida today. Uh, he may already be there. Ohio State fans, do not jump off the bridge or panic. He's taking visits. As long as Ryan Day and Brian Hartline are at Ohio State, Jeremiah Smith fully intends to be a Buckeye. So before uh, anything uh, more worry gets out on that, you know, uh, again, as long as Hartline and Day are at Ohio State, Ohio State is good. Um, and the other thing is, uh, a tease, this is going to be a huge weekend for Ohio State. We talked about it a little bit, March 25th. Um, just a real quick rundown. Offensive linemen, you want some Ohio, offensive line high State fans? Mark Dave is going to be at Ohio State, already committed on Saturday. The Armstrong Twins are going to be there on Saturday. Carter Lowe from Toledo, 2025 kid, is going to be there on Saturday. We talked he about He has an offer, by the way. Carter Lowe yeah, has well, an offer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dylan Stewart, tremendous defensive end edge guy, was great at Ohio State uh, in June. 
Bryce Underwood, super 2025 quarterback, is going to be at Ohio State weekend. You've got the uh, St. Francis guys from Baltimore that are going to be there. Linebacker Peyton Pierce from Texas. This is a huge visit for him. Uh, if things go well this weekend, right now I like Ohio State's chances of getting him. Uh, he's going to be at Ohio State this weekend. Uh, Jordan uh, Johnson, Rubel from Florida, great defensive back. London Merritt from Georgia, 2025 defensive end. So stay tuned to Bucknuts this weekend. It's going to be a huge weekend for Ohio State recruiting. And you'd rather have no one there on it than William J. Curlick, and he will report on it steadfastly. And despite how we opened the show with the Jordan Marshall news people, the sky remains intact. Let's not overreact here. That's one of those spots where, let's be honest, running back recruiting is always a little bit screwy, and there's plenty to go around, thankfully. So we appreciate the guy stopping by. Like Bill said, keep it locked to Bucknuts. It's a huge visit weekend, and the news will be fast and furious. Have a good one, Bucknutters. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.